everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Sober. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Sober. It's episode 301. Today, we are sponsored by Soberlink. Soberlink strives, just like Busy Living Sober, to erase the stigma that surrounds alcoholism. Um, there's over 15 million people that are battling addiction, and that's alcohol only. And with the Soberlink tool that they have, you can get this breathalyzer, you can go and get it. And it, then you can be accountable to not only yourself, but to your friends and to your family. Um, I've teamed up with them to come up with the resource guide, busy tips for busy living sober, keeping busy living sober. And you're going to find that at www.soberlink.com slash BLS for busy living sober. And you can get a $50 promo code to get off your first device. So check out soberlink.com slash BLS to get that $50 promo code. And so here we are, episode 301. Today is actually the 21st. It's coming out on the 22nd, but I like to record the day before. And here we are. And um, today's topic is friendship. And um, I've talked about this before because I have some friends and listeners that have reached out and said how difficult it is to have to have friendships right now while they're getting sober. And now that they've, you know, they don't drink anymore, it's totally crazy. And um, I was talking to another friend yesterday who's actually not an alcoholic. And she, um, we were talking about resources and influencers. And she's like, you should become an influencer and all the rest of the stuff. But anyway, she was talking about how nobody really talks about friendship and what is a friend and having friends and having real friends and being, and who are you hanging out with? Like, who are you hanging out with? I can tell you that, um, you know, I grew up with a bunch of kids, a bunch of my, what I call them kids, I was a kid too. I grew up with a, a group of people that was, um, that was amazing and it was so fun for that time. And we really um, bonded together because we had something in common, right? I feel like um, my generation, at least where I grew up, we were the generation that the parents didn't really pay attention, right? They were, not that they intentionally didn't pay attention to us, but it was just that they were doing their own stuff. And um, so we came together as a group and we kind of raised each other, right? We had this huge friend group and it was guys and girls. And um, one of the common things we did was drink. And um, we started doing that at 13. And it was really, really, really fun. And I have to tell you, if it weren't for those friends that I had when I was young, I don't even know if I'd be alive, to be completely honest. Um, they taught me what it meant to be a friend, um, how to um, be there for one another, how, um, you know, they taught me how to behave in certain situations. Um, we um, experience things together in a way that, um, you know, your parents don't really tell you, right? You don't really learn how to go into different situations, how to party, how to not to party, um, what it meant to have a, um, a person you could confide in and a person that you guys, um, we were really just together and there was no social media, obviously back then. And this is in the um, 80s and there was no, you know, we had no 
social media. So it's just like, what are we doing tonight? What are we doing tonight? And a lot of us went to, I especially did not go to the same school as a lot of my friends. I went to, but I did have obviously friends at my school, but I have friends all over the place. And um, it had a totally different connotation than it does today as a 53 year old woman. And um, those friends that I, that I had back then, um, I don't really talk to most of them, if any of them really anymore. Um, I occasionally on, you know, it's so funny. I was saying this also to my friend yesterday. Occasionally I like something or they like something that I've done. And, um, but in reality, they're not my life anymore. Right. And that's not bad. It's not good. It just is. It's like you lose, um, you lose that common bond because you grow up and you do certain things. You live in different parts of the country and um, different things are important to you than they were when you were a kid. Right. And, um, and then, you know, for me, especially I, you know, I got sober and then I told everybody I was getting sober, you know, and I went out there on this platform and did this. And it, again, I think that, I don't know if that attributed to me not having some of those friends, but whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. It is what it is. I don't have to dissect it. Nobody, again, is bad or good. It just is where we are. And I'm not with those friends anymore. And so then you fast forward. And then I had my friends when you're raising your kids, at least I did. I had this whole group of mommy friends that I had. And I'm not going to say it was huge because it was not huge by any stretch of imagination. It was very small group of people. I mean, in fact, I only really talked to one of them still. And, um, when we were raising our kids and that you had this common bond again. So we were talking about what it was like to raise kids, who were they were hanging out with, what our morals like kind of were the same thing, what we expected our kids, to, who we expect our kids to hang out with and what parties they were allowed to go to and what parties they weren't allowed to go to. And um, it was just like somebody you could rely on and tell them what's going on and know that you weren't being judged, right? So that's, again, that's the commonality, you know, from when I was a kid to then raising kids. And then I moved to South Florida and, um, oh no, I've got to go back to my Philadelphia time again with my friends that I met in the program. And I met people that were in the 12-step program and some of them I've kept and some of them I haven't. Some have fell by the wayside and some haven't. Um, and then, um, and those are the Philadelphia group. And then I'm going to go to the Florida group there at South Florida would know that was, that was in the end, um, uh, of my own doing did not work out. And then, um, here I am today, um, you know, June 22nd of 20, it's actually June 21st, but June 21st of 2022. And here I am, and we've just gone through a pandemic. I've moved to a different place that is very small, very, very small. There isn't a large population here whatsoever. And um, it's hard. It's really hard to make friends. It's really hard to find like-minded people. It just is. And um, I've actually found a core, my, my two like core people are well 20 years older than me. And um, they're wise. They're amazingly um, loyal. They're amazingly, um, again, because they're in their 70s, 80s, um, they don't have the same things they're worried about, right? They're just worried about, um, you know, common things that we have in common that we believe in. And that has built these bonds that's amazing. But it isn't what, um, you know, I necessarily expected to have at the age of 53. I thought I have 53-year-old friends or at least, you know, people, contemporaries. And um, I have those contemporaries, they're in different cities, but it has been, um, 
it's hard today to make friends. I feel like, I feel like social media, politics, um, religion, it changed everything. It's, there's such a, um, there's such a sad morale over our country right now. And you might say, well, it is. And I'm going to say, yes, it is. And it's been proven on different, you know, I've heard it talked about all over, you know, media and, um, and you can see it around you, right? There's so many people that are just unhappy today. And so how do you make friends with somebody who's so unhappy? And how do you make friends with somebody who's got a, you know, you've got a shield around yourself. And I am first to acknowledge that I have that shield sometimes around myself and around my heart that I don't want to let anybody in. And I'm in a bad way for that day for one reason or another. And it, um, it then it permeates on everything, right? This bad energy that's all over the place. And how do we get to this place where we can find good friendships and we can really build long lasting relationships? And I, I believe that for me, starting in the beginning, it's, um, you know, I've got to, I've got to take things slow and I'm not a slow person by nature. Um, I don't know if it's an alcoholic trait or if it's just an Elizabeth chance trait is that, uh, is that I'm, I either go hundred million miles an hour or I'm stopped and I need to slow down. I need to slow down and learn, um, learn what I'm looking for in a friend. And I think that it's first starts off with being friends with ourselves, right? And realizing what ticks and what is important to us as a human being, as a human being. Now, I don't mean as a wife or as a mom, because I have those roles down pat, right? Like I've been a mom for almost 26 years. I know what it's like to be a mom and have mom friends. I know how to act in that mom role. I know how to act in the wife role, right? Like I've done that. And I've not only to the point that I think a lot of us become codependent and especially since COVID, we become codependent on that relationship that we have with our spouse. And again, it's more about the two of us than it is about us as an individual. But for me, that isn't enough, right? Like having that relationship with my spouse is not enough. Having the relationship with my kids is not enough. I need other female relationships they can be male too but that have the same common denominators that are in them and the same things that we're striving for in our lives and um I don't care I mean yes I care about fashion but I don't care about it to the, I, like I want to talk about things that matter to me right so things that matter to me are sobriety and sobriety for me is an you might say, well, I'm not a big drinker, so I don't have the, I mean, whatever it's not a drinking isn't a thing. And I mean, sobriety as in really being clear, right? Being clear in my mind, being totally clear of anything else that I think that I should do or be like, I, don't, I want to take out all preconceived notions. I think that because we live in a society that's all about the outside, right? Obviously, me going and doing this podcast, I did my hair a different way. I have on jewelry. I put on some makeup. Um, you know, that was, that was affecting my outside stuff. But how we feel on the inside is where it all comes from. Everything I believe comes from the inside. It permeates the outside, right? 
So we all go and try and get Botox, especially people my age, right? Like everybody's getting Botox. And now people are starting to do stuff on their face. They're altering their bodies, but the inside doesn't change, right? The insides don't change when we do the outside stuff, at least for me. I was talking to my friend about this yesterday. I said, you know, isn't it ironic? I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but you know, when you go and you lose weight, right? You're like, I'm going to lose weight because I want to, um, I want to lose weight because my pants are too tight. That's my main reason. Normally I have to lose weight because everything becomes too tight. Um, but then my pants fit, fit again. Right. And then, but I'm still feeling the way on the inside. Right. I haven't been feeling good. I hadn't been feeling good for a while. And you guys could hear it in here. I was like feeling, and I come up and I talk about my, all this exterior stuff. My husband was doing this thing or my kids are doing that thing. But the reality is, is that I wasn't happy. Elizabeth wasn't happy inside of her. I was looking for all this exterior stuff to make my insides feel better, right? So the losing of the weight, it made me feel better of like looking in the mirror and fitting in my clothes, but it didn't make my insides feel better, right? It didn't make me feel better inside. I still felt like, oh my God, something's missing in my life. Something is missing. Something doesn't feel like... I feel satisfied. I don't feel love in my heart for myself. I don't, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but it's this feeling of like, it's not enough. And here we are, a lot of people at this age are realizing that alcohol isn't working anymore. So alcohol was like something that we would do and it would make us feel better on the inside. But now because we're getting older, we don't process alcohol like we used to. We don't process sugar. We don't process flour. We, um, there's all these things in our food anymore that we, we can't process anymore. So we're, uh, we're eliminating things and we're trying to feel better, right? We're trying to feel better. And I think that that putting down the alcohol I've seen on a lot of people, even that Mel Robbins, she doesn't drink by the way, neither does um, Bryn, um, Brene Brown. She doesn't drink either. Um, I think everybody putting down the alcohol has been a huge thing, right? Cause it doesn't work. It's like, that's just, that encompasses the way we feel on the inside. And it's just like, we get start to have these thoughts of like, oh my God, I just don't want to be here anymore. And um, and it's this sense of like, I'm alone, right? I'm alone. I can't find anybody that I feel like I can be honest with and talk to. I don't feel like I can be myself. I feel like I have to be what everybody else wants me to be. I feel like I have to be something that I don't authentically feel like I want to be. And that's really a hard place to be. And I think that we're, again, if you're an empty nester like I am, that's also thrown a whole nother glitch in the whole thing because for so long you've had this job, at least I did. And I don't know if, and again, you guys can relate to this, but I had this job of like, I had to make sure that these people that I gave birth to were doing what they needed to do, that there was enough food in the refrigerator, that they had you know, meals prepped and they had their homework done and they were being taken to whatever sports or whatever extracurricular activities, I can never say that word, that they needed to be taken to. And I went and I spent so much time worrying about them and their needs being met that again, I didn't take care of me. We pick up a glass of wine, we go out with our girlfriends, we, we play tennis or we play golf and we leave there and we pick up these drinks. But again, it's not filling us. It's not enough. Like 
winning the club championship is a great thing but at the end of the day does that does that statue or trophy being put on your you're not going to put that up on your mantle anyway it's not going to give you that sense again of everything's good on the inside or it's gotten to this place that it's like yes you've worked hard but it's not going to fill us the only thing that can fill us is spiritual it's spiritual and you might be like, well, what are you talking about? Spiritual, I don't understand spirituality. Um, it's taken a long time. And I'm not going to say I understand spirituality by any stretch of the imagination. I can tell you that I'm working on it. And that has given me a sense of liking me. But it takes work. It is such work, right? We all are listening to these self-help people. Um, you know, Mel Robbins, Benet Brown, whoever it is that you're listening to, that's your self-help guru that you go to, to help inspire you and help you feel better. But there's these tools you need to do that they talk about that you have to integrate in your life. And having a friend to talk about these things is just, it's hard to get there to a person who's actually on the same level as you are and who you hopefully is, are talking to and aren't feeling bad about themselves because they're not there, but like helping each other along the path. And um, that's where I am today. And, you know, I feel so blessed and lucky that I have clients that I talk to and I have people that I work with um, in a sponsor, sponsorship role that has been, you know, such a humongous gift in my life because, I can share with them and they can share with me what's working, what's not working, what they can tweak, what they can't tweak, what they're doing to make themselves like themselves, right? How are they getting to this place of self-love and self-acceptance and self, you know, taking care of us? You know, it's so, um, it's hard to admit you don't have friends that you really feel like you can be yourself with. It's hard to say that, right? Because you're like... I don't feel like a loser, but I know society tells me I'm a loser. I mean, I can tell you when I was drinking, I had a million friends. Okay. I had a million friends and I mean, friends that I could go up to and say, um, I could go, <laughs> you know, friends when I was drinking that I was like, how you doing? I was like, great. How you doing? Let's have another freaking shot. Have you had this wine? Have you had that wine? I mean, they didn't have Tito's then. They didn't have Moscow mules. They didn't have, all we had was like sex on the beach, right? Or a mind eraser. That was the drinks we talked about. But you know, you get to the, you belly up to the bar. At least that's what I would do. I'd belly up to the bar and I'd have a drink and everything would go away. I wouldn't have any feelings anymore. I didn't have to worry about shit. All I really wanted to do was have another drink and another drink and another drink. I'd want to smoke a cigarette. Um, and then I'd want to go out and maybe do other drugs so that I can continue doing that, have that feeling. Some of you probably are like, wait, what are you talking about? Now, again, that wasn't since the eighties and early nineties, but again, we would do things like that. And then as I got older, you know, you didn't have those extracurricular stuff, but you'd have the drinking and you'd wake up and you'd be like, oh my God, I have all these friends. And you wake up in the morning and I remember calling friends and going, oh my God, what did I do? What did I say? Um, oh my God, did I do this? Did I do that? And I remember having this huge sense of remorse and regret of the night before and shame. I had so much shame. I'd wake up and go, oh my God, what did I do? How am I a mom to these kids and I'm doing this? How am I doing that? Shit, I don't want to do this. 
but my friends were all doing it. My quote unquote friends were all doing it. And I was like, oh my God, where am I going to meet people? How am I going to get friends? How am I going to do it? And I went to that, you know, I went to 12 step and I met some people and some people I didn't, you know, I had friendships that came and went, you know, people come in our lives for a reason. I mean, they come in our lives for a season and they leave for a reason. And so I had friends and some of them I still do because I did build a rapport that was deeper than just talking again about recovery because I'm a huge, I'm a person, right? So not only am I a mom, I'm in long-term recovery. I am, you know, I'm a wife. I, um, I have interests. I like to paint. I like to needlepoint. Um, I like to go on walks. I like to go on the beach. I like to, um, I love to go on the beach. I like to travel. I like, so I could keep going on ad nauseum. I like to cook. I'm into food. I love food, right? So I want to talk about food. So there's so many different things that identify me besides being an alcoholic. So it's finding people that have all these interests that I'm into, but we're not just, and so that these other things that we're interested in can seep into everything else. And so taking ownership of what's important to me. I like to play golf, okay? But I don't love it. I don't want to play it all the time. It doesn't, I, I don't want to do anything all the time. I want to be like a little bit more like a, um, like a, um, what is it called? Oh my gosh, I'm having a, you know what? Um, um, a, um, not a crudite tape, but, you know, but having a, you know, a plethora of different kinds of foods, right? So you've got pickles and olives and salami and cheeses and all this. That's us as humans. We're like, we're a whole big plethora trait of different kinds of hams and different kinds of cheeses and different kinds of breadsticks and different kinds of bread. And we all have all these things that we want to bring together and make a beautiful table. And so how do we do that? And how do we find friends along the way? Like, I feel so lucky because I have friends that are in diff these different spots. I find that today, politically, it's made it so hard because there's, if you're a Democrat or you're a Republican, you're like so polar, 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 I can't even say the word, polar opposite. You have different beliefs. And that's hard, right? And our country has done this to us. It's divided us. It's divided us. I remember growing up, my parents would have people over that were Democrats and people over that were Republican. There were Jewish people. There were Protestant people. There were Episcopal people. There were all different sorts of kinds of people that were at the party. And it didn't matter what they, who they voted for because it was it had so much more to talk about than just politics. We all have so much more going on to us for politics, but this has taken, it's been, I guess it's the loudest thing that's around us that we have. It's the loudest thing is politics. So because when we turn on the TV, that's the loudest thing is the stuff that's going on in our communities that in a lot of ways we can't do anything about, but, but vote, but it, it's making us all miserable. It's making us all miserable. So how do we come together and find out what's important to us and what we need to do? For one, it's meditation. It's literally going and taking the time you know when I get up in the morning I have set up in my house a meditation room okay so I have this porch off my house and um my very dear friend Antoinette and she is all about um she's all about finding a space in your home that you can make your own where is your space in your own in your home that is yours that you can go to and you can close the door and it's your quiet place where you can take care of you. Where is that? 
So this is my porch and I'm showing it to you. So if you're on YouTube, if you're on YouTube, watch this and, um, and realize that this is my, um, this is my daughter is talking way too loud. She is so obnoxious right now while I'm doing my podcast. I told her, stop, stop talking so loud. There I am as a mom bitching my daughter, but here we go. So I've set this up. I've got my little Buddhist area. I've got some candles lit. I have my books that I find that are important. And I have journals galore. I have journals. And I, and then here over here, I have salt and stuff that's important to me. I have this little altar set up. And you might say, I don't have any of that stuff. Well, you can start off really basic and just get a little baby Buddha and get a candle. That's all you need. And then have the stuff that you enjoy. A lot of it you can find on your phone or your computer. But turning off social media once a day for 10 minutes, if it's 20 minutes, if it's 30 minutes, I don't know how much time you have in your life that you can set aside for you to get quiet. But in doing that, it gets us to recenter and starting your day like this, rather than starting your day on your phone and checking what Facebook's happening or what's happening on Instagram is so important. You cannot start your day with the news on. I don't care if you like the Today Show or if you like whatever t- television show you like to watch in the morning. Don't turn on the TV first thing in the morning. Please don't turn on the TV in the first thing in the morning. Don't watch the news. Don't watch the news. It's going to put you in a bad mood. You are going to do, it's not going to do anything for you. You are not, unless maybe you're the president or you're a politician, it's not going to affect you, right? Yes, you can know about it, but what is it? What are you really going to do? It's just going to put you in a bad mood because it's going to realize how powerless you are over it. So starting your day, taking your journal, going to a spot in, in your house that is your spot and your spot and not, um, and not, um, your spot and not somebody else's spot. My daughter is totally disrespecting me right now. I can't stand it. But anyway, um, thank God she's left. She's left the building. Thank God. Sorry, but I had to be honest. She's like, I told her not to do this and she doesn't care, right? Disrespectful. But um, back to taking the time. Okay, so find the spot in your house. It could be your closet. I remember when I was in my home in Philadelphia, all I had was my closet. I had a little twin house or half a house. I shared a wall with my next door neighbor. I had, I had a closet in my house that I would go and close the door and sit there and sit there. And that would be my spot. And I would, or I would go to the front room in my house. I had a front room in my house. So this big window to look down the street and I had my, that's where I would go and get quiet. Go find a place that you can get quiet. Get a notebook whatever it looks like. I don't care. Go to Home Goods. go to t- Target, go to Walmart. I don't care where you go, go to Staples, I don't, whatever it is, get a notebook that's yours. Get a pen that you like to write with. By the way, nobody's reading your handwriting. So it doesn't matter whether or not, um, it doesn't matter whether or not you, um, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It's all, this is for you. This is not for anybody else to see. This is all about you. Write down five things you're grateful for. Five things that you're grateful for. Set an intention for the day. What do you want to do today? How do you want to be perceived in the world today when you're walking around? If your intention is to meet somebody that you can maybe be friends with, that can be your intention for the day. My intention for today was to be happy, joyous, and free. I just had a blank moment with my daughter, but now I'm going to breathe. I'm getting back into center. I'm not letting her take away my zen. 
gone. She's gone. <sighs> Set your attention and go have your day. Thank the universe for the fact that you aren't drinking that moment. Thank the universe for giving you this time and go off on your way. Falling in love with you is the first thing. Taking care of you is the first thing. Loving you, owning who you are is important because how you feel on the inside is who you will bring towards you to be your friend. It will not be from outside stuff. Oh, she's got the same shoes as me. Oh, she drives a fancy car like me. Oh, she has the same handbag as me. Yeah, that's great that that stuff's going on. But you want someone who's also on a search to find happiness and joy within yourself. That is where you are. And if even a guy too, if you're like, I can't find people guys, it's even harder because we, they don't like to be vulnerable as women. We need to be vulnerable. Putting myself out here, here on this plant platform has been vulnerable. It has affected different parts of my life, obviously. And some people don't like me. I mean, I, where I live, it's fair. It's very difficult because there's not a ton of people here who are really taking the time to look into themselves. It's just whatever it is. Um, but I need to look into me, look on the inside to find out what is going to make me happy and what is going to make me tick tick. And if I get there, I can meet friends that I can share that we can share their joy. I want to hear their joy. I feel like um, this is life is a journey and figure out something that you want to do for you. I'll tell you this. I did sign up for that. I think I told you guys, but I signed up for the yoga teacher training and I've been doing the homework and it's, God, it's so amazing. It just puts a smile to my face. Um, I'm learning about something that I've always wanted to learn about. What do you want to learn about? I'm sure there's something you want to learn about something that you haven't done. Maybe it is that you want to learn about golf, or maybe it is you want to learn about tennis, or maybe it is you want to learn about Hindu, or you want to learn about Judaism, or you want to learn about Christianity. You want to learn about the Bible. You want to learn about the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. You want to learn something that's going to make you a better person so that you can find tools that are going to work for you to bring you happiness. And finding friends along that way that are going to bring you happiness is what is so important because it's really hard to make a friend. It's really hard, I think, today to make friends. It's really hard. And this darkness that's in our society, which I do believe there is a darkness somewhere in our societies today, is really bringing us down. And so we, you know, when there's darkness, there has to be light. So feeding that light instead of feeding this darkness is what I ask you to do. Find the light in your life. I wear light colors. I wear white all the time because it just makes me feel better. Um, wearing white, wearing bright colors rather than dark colors, taking care of you, it'll make you feel better. Find lightness. We all need to find the light. Um, you're not alone. You're not alone on this journey and I never want you to think that you are. Um, you can always reach out to me at elizabeth at elizabethchance.com. 
or you can reach me at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y at busylivingsober.com. But know that you're not alone in this journey. I know what it's like not to have any friends and feel completely like I have no one to talk to, but I have all these phone numbers in my phone, but I don't want to call one of them because I can't be my honest self to these people. There's no truth. It's me being what somebody else wants me to be. And that's not authentic. I want to find people that I can be me and talk about me, not have the person one up me and say, oh my God, I did this. I did that. No, it's, um, it's finding out a person that wants to put you up. You know, I met one person along my journey. I'm going to end with this. I've met somebody on my journey and it was actually a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago that I met this person. I met this person and she said to me, you want friends in your life that are your balcony people. I was like, what is she talking about? What are you talking about balcony people? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. What is a balcony person? So I said that to her, what is a balcony person? And she said, it's a person that you have in your life that revels you, that claps for you, that cheers you on, that has your back. And you're like, I can't find these people. Yes, you can. It's going to take work and you're going to have to make yourself vulnerable by putting yourself out there. I'm joining groups on Facebook that I never would have joined. I'm doing this stuff. I'm reaching out to other podcasters that are doing the same thing I'm doing and being like, we can share things. Um, I want to find people that have the same desires, which are to be happy, joyous, and free and to laugh with. I just want laugh and joy and happiness and to be able to sit and be honest with each other about what we've gone through and not feel badly for being who we are. You know, I have another friend that actually said, I don't want balcony friends. I want people that are actually on this stage with me. And I like that too. I want friends that were up there and we're like, we're doing this together. We love each other. Um, Nobody's better. Nobody's worse. We're all the same. We're all feeding that thing inside of us, that that spirit, that soul of ours and getting to a place where we can find real joy and real happiness and be ourselves. Because as human beings, we're beautiful people. God made us all certain with strengths and weaknesses and finding those people that you love that are gonna bring you up is so important. And, um, but again, Falling in love with you is number one. Falling in love with you is number one. Again, if you like this, if you felt like somebody could enjoy it, share it, please subscribe to my channels. I appreciate that so much. Sign up for my website. Um, But realize that you are not alone. And life is about getting busy living sober and not looking backwards. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not here. Get in today. Wiggle your toes. And what anybody thinks about you, other people think about you, none of your business. What you think about you trumps all of that. So until next week, keep getting busy, living sober. Take care. Again, subscribe, reach out to me, B-I-Z-Z-Y at busylivingsober.com, B-U-S-Y, living sober. Um, Take care, be well, and know that you are not alone. Take care, everybody. Thanks. Bye.